I'm Dara M. Wilson. And I'm Yasmin Khan. And this is Money Haha, ha. the podcast where smart, funny friends bring money talk out of the shame drawer and onto the table. Each week, we discuss one of those money topics that pretty much everyone struggles with, but nobody feels comfortable talking about. And this week, it is my pleasure to introduce our special guest. 20% of the time, she's an actor doing her best to live the dream in Los Angeles. And the other 80% of the time, she spends raising her kids. She's Christina Elmore. Yeah. Hello. Thank Hi. you. Hi. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I just want to, like, put all my cards on the table. I know Christina in real life. Yeah, it's a secret shame. Yeah. <laughs> you do know me. I do actually know <laughs> for many, you. For many, many years. For... Ten, How do you guys know each other? Fourteen, 14 years. years. Wow. Uh, we went to college together. Yes. And then we were roommates after college mm-hmm. as young adults. Nice. Young adults. And now we're old adults. Yeah. Still friends. <laughs> uh, how, how's everyone doing out there? Right there in front of me. <laughs> how's everybody doing out there? Tell us. Say it out loud wherever you are right now. <laughs> yeah. We are watching you. Please tell your podcast app how you're doing. <laughs> What's going on over there, Yasmin? I am uh, just excited to meet Christina, enjoying everyone's company. Christina has, I have to say, the brightest smile. Just oh, wait. You guys. She does have yeah, a lovely it's like smile. Filling me up. And yeah, her skin it. is prat Okay, I'm grateful yes. for the podcast. <laughs> We're going to, we We're have to take a selfie. Later. Oh. And I didn't everyone... know there was a visual component. <laughs> Oh, we didn't mention that? No one mentioned no. any visual. Well, luckily, you look gorgeous, and yeah, everybody's going to see it. You're welcome. Glorious to behold. Glorious. I'm just happy to be in a room of lovely ladies. Yeah. All right, you know what it's time for? Hmm. It's time to reach into our mailbag. I love it. What do the people have for us today? Let's Get see. In there. Get in there. Over on Instagram, we have a post from Single Gal Debt Free. She says, I found this new podcast and they are great. They're not totally debt focused, but they do talk about different money topics. You should check them out. Hashtag debt free community. Hashtag debt free journey. Hashtag money. Ha ha. ha. No, that's it. That is it. That was the last I one. love it. I love the journey. <laughs> I was on there with you. I want to be debt free. And <sighs> Hashtag I mean, especially. Can't just focus on debt. We, yeah, there's, oh. there's a lot to talk about. And so thank you, Single Gal Debt Free over on Instagram. If you want to talk to us on any of the socials, we are at Pod, Or you could email us. That's uh, hi, H-I, at Pod. And speaking of having a lot of things to talk about, let's keep on going. Well, you spend a lot of time with ladies. <laughs> I, I mean, I do. Don't you? With friends? I mean, <laughs> with with in your work? Oh, yeah, with ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Currently, I'm spending a lot of time with ladies on a show. Is um, nice? No, it's nice. Nice ladies. Like, <laughs> nice, funny, interesting, accomplished ladies. Um, but, yeah, so I guess I spend a lot of—but there's a lot of gentlemen crew. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, they must always be you. around. Yeah, they're there. They're all—we're <laughs> all there together. For our—the uh, normal part of our day job that is not talking into microphones, I think my team is a lot of ladies yeah. as well. And it that's is nice. amazing. I love lady time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot I, of sisters. It's I'm just, grateful yeah. to be—like, you know how, like— being a woman, being of color, those are all, like, low-key terrible. <laughs> They're the things I'm most grateful for. But like, when you're together, yes, it's yes. the best. It's the best. It's the best. Yes. I'm so grateful. Yes. Every time Back That Ass Up comes on, <laughs> when that beat drops, I'm like, I feel at one with my people. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm a part of it's a cultural community. experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that... It crosses generations. State lines. <laughs> so powerful. <laughs> it is important. You know, Drake did a song where he used that music. What I, You know, I'm going to keep it real. I don't know any current popular music. 
We're on the so same page. I have heard of Drake. Yes. <laughs> I saw the dab thing. Yes, I, I know Hotline that. Bling. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. That was quite a few years ago. I'm aware of Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, he's looking all the way back. And like, if I hear his voice, I know it's him. Uh-huh. But I don't know any of his songs. This one, I don't think was even like a radio cut, but um, okay. there are there have been times in my life where it starts and you think it's oh, going to be... Oh, and you get excited. And then it turns into practice. I, I don't know another thing that gives me that level of disappointment. No, it is very disappointing to like think that you're high, getting what high, you're getting. Yeah. And yeah. low, low. Just don't set me up. Just don't set me up, He did Drake. that on purpose. Of course he did. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> he thought he was going to create a new cultural moment. And I think he has in other ways, but don't in take other somebody ways. else's. <laughs> I'm sure he paid for it. Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing otherwise, Christina? I'm doing fine. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to live in the balance of it all. Mm. And like do my, I'm not leaning in, but I'm trying to like (laughs) That stuff is a myth. (laughs) Yes. Leaning in. I can't lean, I will fall over. So I'm just trying to. People should hate themselves can lean in. (laughs) Thank you. I'm just trying to stay stay afloat. Stay, you know. Keep lean the balls sometimes. in the air. Like, yeah. yeah. Sometimes to stay balanced, back. you got to lean back. <laughs> then sometimes I lean to the side. <laughs> I don't know. Um, just raising the child. Yeah. Uh, going to the works. How old is the child? The child is two and a half. Oh, he is. So I can't believe that. No, I know it's like such a corny thing to he's be like, man. he's so <laughs> old. Like, no, it's crazy. He speaks to me in full sentences. That. And I understand the words that he He used says. to be just a little thing. He was a small child who I could pretend I did not understand and then go about my life. Like, be like, oh, it seems like maybe you want food, but why don't we go? <laughs> um, but now, he, no, I know exactly what he's saying. He makes wow. sure I know. He's a lot of opinions. He's wow. very sweet and very cute. He's Aww. very sweet and very cute. Yes, it's very nice. He enjoys his kitchen. He enjoys cooking. He cooks. <laughs> So much does he? If only it was food we could eat. <laughs> Do you know that my life would change? But he's <laughs> cooking all day. He is in that, that Ooh, play kitchen. That play kitchen is used. Burn it. He could just get in my kitchen. Yes. And well, eventually he will, right? Praise the Lord. That's yeah. my hope. I'm like, don't lose the love. Because he loves chores. Mm. He loves to clean. He's oh, terrible at he it. He loves being useful. He loves to help. Oh, and it's never best. helpful, but <laughs> I just know that if I give it a few more years. I hear that if you actually are patient enough and I like show them how to help you instead of just doing things for them, they yeah. will just start helping you with things. I think you're right. And that's the key is that patience that like he's going to sweep all the dirt around the floor. <laughs> but if I like if we just wait a minute. Maybe right. a couple of specks will get in the dustpan, mm-hmm. and then that is a building block. Yeah. <laughs> We're one step closer to you having a house cleaner and a cook. Amen. We're getting <laughs> yes. so close. When when I was in, I think I must have been, I think I was like five years old. I was in first grade. Um, I also wanted to be very helpful um, mm-hmm. and was waiting after school for my parents or for somebody. Um, and you wait in the area where the kindergartners are. And I saw somebody like sweeping, and I was like, oh, I can pick up a broom and sweep up a little Why bit. Why can't I? Yeah. And the lady who was the kindergarten teacher was like, who taught you to sweep? <laughs> and to this day, I cannot discern what? <laughs> like, was it you're sweeping so well for a five-year-old? Or like, who taught you to do this? Like, thing? Or, that is so bizarre because I have a similar thing. No. Really? When I was a kid, I remember, like, sweeping in the kitchen and my mom coming up to me. And it was very clear which one it was. She was like, <laughs> you do not, like, who taught you to sweep? You don't know what you're doing. And oh. I just looked at her like, you were supposed to teach me. Yeah. It should have been you. you. Why are you asking? Yeah, it was supposed you? to be you. you. And I feel like the way I'm doing it, you should have showed me how. And literally, every time I pick up a broom now, you I hear that, that in moment. my head. And I'm angrily sweeping like, oh, that's funny. And maybe you still don't do it right. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe my husband comes later and just like sweeps up a little extra Yeah, afterwards. you don't know. I don't know. I have no way of knowing. Oh my gosh! So I we need have sweeping trauma. Yeah, I need so video of you trauma. sweeping now, so that I can critique your form. Well, I can't. I knew how to sweep. My life is dark. Being like, what are you doing against me? 
I need a <laughs> I need credit for all the times that I don't say what are you doing, Yasmin, and I just go to my room. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whatever you said. Have you guys seen that show on Amazon called Forever? Um with Maya Rudolph and yes. Yes. what's his name? Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. Thank you. And he, so for their whole marriage before they died, yes. he was turning the <laughs> silverware the times down. Yes. Times so up, deeply. times down. And she was like, Do you do this every time? And he, he was like, Yeah. And she was like, why haven't you said anything? Because I knew you'd be mad and we'd have this conversation. <laughs> and can you imagine, like, in the afterlife, forever, Still, for the for forever, the you're going to be forever. turning the times, like. In the dishwasher. For the rest of the, your for life. For the rest of your life. Oh, that is but marriage. They, they cho- I don't want to spoil it. It's a oh, great show. It's, it's a, a really good show. show. Watch it and you'll see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well. <laughs> speaking of. Traumas. <laughs> That's a nice segue. I don't want to build it up like that, but we are this week talking about the cost of raising children. Yeah. We have Christina Elmore, who, in addition to being a fantastic actor and a wonderful friend and a great <laughs> smiler, is a, a mommy. Indeed. A professional mommy. Professional. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'm a professional. If you only have one kid, you're like semi-pro. <laughs> when I have another, I'll let you know uh-huh. if I have another. If, you have if another. I become a professional. I hear that second one really just fucks everything up. That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard that like going from one to two, it's like going from one to a million. Yeah. But oh. that it gets easier going from two to three. Yes. Because you're already Why in the crazy. I think they should never <laughs> outnumber you. They should never outnumber you. I'm, I'm from a big family, five kids, oh. and I'm just like... Wait, the children should never outnumber the Even adults. coming from a big family, you still have that point of view. Like, you still think they should. I remember as a child just oh. being like, I love my siblings. It's so much fun. But when it comes to getting parenting, there's too many there's of us. There's too many for me to get the things I need from these parents. Whoa. These two parents, yeah. Where do you fall in line? I'm and- the second of five. Oh, wow. And so you were you, do you feel like, I always wonder in big families, do you feel like you were doing some of the parenting for your oh, younger? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, my siblings would not agree. They were like, you were just being bossy. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, but no, I was you were pick- like picking up. I was picking you up from soccer practice and I was going to your parent teacher meetings. Oh, like you was for free. She was for real for real yeah. parenting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was doing things. Um but I mean obviously like my siblings are the most important people in the world to me. Yes. So I'm really glad that I have them. But I will deny my own children that. You will no. not be giving them the gift of <laughs> I want many, them, many siblings. I want to give them the gift of more of my time. Yeah. That's real. And also, I'm always worried about danger. I'm always worried. About, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if my husband and I are walking down the street, each of us can keep an eye on one kid at a time. <laughs> yeah. And that will reduce the danger. <laughs> I feel like you also have to know your personality. Like, yeah, if you are a worrier and you're going to have anxiety about it, it's probably best not to be outnumbered. Whereas some people are like, oh, no, we just got all these eight kids in here. Right. Today. I don't know where Rudolph like, where? is, but I'm sure he's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right. Right. You need a specific disposition for that kind yes. of lifestyle. You have to know yourself. Yeah. <laughs> this will be interesting, actually, because we are about to enter Ooh. the No Judgment Zone. Um, would you like to sing the No Judgment Zone song? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're just going to say No Judgment Zone in a sing-songy way. That's right. Okay. Ready? Go. No Judgment Zone. Damn. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) This is the segment where we share our own experiences with our week's topic without judging each other. But since Dara and I don't have kids, (laughs) we're going to imagine how expensive we were as kids. (laughs) Oh, that's a good way of thinking about it that I wish I had known about before we started recording. Improv. (laughs) Improv, baby. That's right. You're hearing it live. How expensive we were as kids. I can think of, I mean, there's stuff that you do like when you're two years old and, or maybe even younger, and you have a full diaper and nobody comes to get you. And so you take the contents of your diaper <gasps> and smear it on a wall. Oh, God. Ah. <laughs> No, no, back up. I mean, zone. you were just you. You were I trying was, to creatively get attention. You were I, trying to get that diaper off. I was yeah, trying to get comfortable. Yeah. But and scenario, I had been left and why too long make some to art? my devices. <laughs> Listen. I am not the only person no, in the not. world who has done Kids, this. No, and I, I was just, yeah. I was and I remember <laughs> My dad took me 
sat me in the bathtub and said, don't move. And he was very upset. But shouldn't he have been upset with himself for letting me stay in that diaper that long? I thought this was a no judgment zone. Sounds like you're judging your daddy. Oh, wow. You know what? And I feel like you're just sucking up to my dad because you know him in real life. (laughs) I got you, Mr. Wilson. (laughs) There is, I think the picture is from um, that day. He took a picture of me in a bathtub. And I got to say, I was cute as hell. (laughs) That really helps. As we talk about children, I feel like, God knew what he was doing. <laughs> yes. Because they cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They can be annoying. There's a lot of work involved. But if they are not the cutest things ever. <laughs> they are designed. They are designed to, to make you love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they will crap all over your house. But then look at you and you'll be like, oh, it's fine. It's, it's fine because you're the most you. precious little person yeah. that if ever If you were ugly, this would be different. You know what? <laughs> no, but for real. You it ruined would be. these clothes. And... But have you ever seen – there's no such thing as an ugly – like I know people mm, say that. I don't know. I have but, an auntie who was an OBGYN and she was like, there are some ugly babies. I, I think she like was just burnt out. Goggles, though, all your, all, your own babies yeah, are Yeah, it's going to be cute no matter what. Yeah. Even if you're – I mean, no matter what. Yeah. But, no, no, they really what. are. Yeah. I, watched, I was watching the Nature Channel once, and they were talking about how, like, the proportions of, like, young animals and babies all have, like, you know, wider, Giant eyes. Giant eyes, smaller mouths. Yeah. Like, Give the that little cheeks, doughy look. that mm-hmm. doughy look. You see it across mm-hmm. the animal kingdom and human kingdom. Yeah. And it is designed to make and your brain go, go back there. Oh. Exactly. To melt you I so that you, you love them and take care of them and don't leave them yeah. in the woods. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that belly... Oh my god, oh, their bellies. bellies. Also, how come we stop embracing the belly after like <laughs> four? Yes. Like, why does the belly become bad? I don't want to turn yeah. this into a dating show, but hello out there. Embrace my belly. Embrace <laughs> my belly. Like, I don't get it. Cause like a two-year-old's yeah. belly is the most adorable it's thing. So cute. The it's bigger like little, the better. It's like a little drum. It is. <laughs> Ooh, but my it. belly is not that cute. I don't mm-mm. That's, That's not right. That's not right. Fair. Unfair. Um, yeah, I probably ruined some clothes. Also, I I bet I was, I mean, I'm sure all kids are expensive. I was an expensive kid. Um, I ran track and there were lots of meets. Yeah. Like away meets, there's travel. That's hella expensive. Yeah. And there's like, there's entry fees for the meets. There's uniforms. There's the time that you are not spending at work. Um, that is also like a sunk cost. Hotels. And- yeah. All of it. Um now, to be fair, I did not choose to run track. Wow. Someone drove me to the track one day and said, go. <laughs> <laughs> and to be even fairer, I was quite poor at running. And they encouraged me to continue to do so despite any logic. And but the then fact, you were also very good. The you... fact that I got <laughs> I good like... is their fault. It could have been their oh, fault, not there. I know. Like, Why is fault? <laughs> That's home here. Like, what? You mean to their credit? To their credit, you were amazing. I mean, to, I was not amazing. I was. This episode's going to go deep. This is, <laughs> we're going to be dealing with some childhood trauma here. Like. <laughs> That's the real cost of childhood. It's yeah. me and my therapist <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, but I mean. It was an expensive thing, but it, like it's less expensive if you're not as good. Your season is shorter. You don't make mm. it to as many meets. There's like a significant cost in becoming better. So then, b- shouldn't you blame yourself for becoming better? Yeah. No. Why wouldn't you just I, be why? bad? <laughs> this is the no judgment zone. Why okay. Why are, are we, we getting so blaming? <laughs> why are we like? <laughs> We're deep in it. I'm not a good friend. No, I <laughs> think it's the nature of the subject, though. No, I think you're right. I don't like, know. I also know that Christina likes to poke me. <laughs> okay, in guys. Love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> to put a separator between the two of you right now. We are in the no judgment zone. When we release the spell, we can go right back. Okay. okay. All right. We'll just recontextualize our entire relationship. <laughs> For like 45 seconds. Yeah. Pretend to be kind. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Yasmin? What's your no judgment story? So actually the thing that we're just talking about is it's more the way that um, – You know, I've talked before in other episodes, my parents are immigrants from, you know, difficult countries, or at least they came because, not because things were easy in the countries they were from. My father's from Pakistan, my mother's from Mexico. They both came here as young people, and their version of, like, what being a parent was 
and is was just like, I just need to like get you up and out mm. and breathing and like all the American standards of like, make sure you coddle their ego and make sure you like, you know, expand them in all these ways. Like they did their best. But because I think there was this disparity between like the standards my friends and peers held for their parents and the standards I could hold, my I guess no judgment confession is I think that I wasn't always fair to them. Mm. Like I held them often to standards that were just not where they were in life. Mm -hmm. And they were doing their best trying to catch up not only from like intergenerational trauma, but just living in a country that wasn't theirs and raising kids that, you know, have a totally different set of privileges, set of advantages, set of expectations. And we were just kind of bratty sometimes mm -hmm. and so is there a, a, a particular instance in which that brattiness cost your parents money um i mean i think just our entire existence <laughs> <laughs> i think <laughs> there are five of us so i would say that um my parents tried really hard to never say no to us and so it was always like yeah i'll find a way yeah i'll find mm. a way so it's hard. It's a lot of little things. I can't think of, like, any one big ticket thing. But it was always just like, oh, I want these new shoes. Can I get them? Or, like, I like this thing. Can I get them? And they always were tried to do their best. Sometimes they said – my mom was much better at saying no. She was just like, no, 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 no. Hell no. <laughs> no, 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 But then we'd go find my dad and be like, you are Same. impulsive and I know it. <laughs> you, are, you found his weakness. That is not right. <laughs> So um, they spent not just – it wasn't just money, but it was also like my mom would go after school and because in their minds, education is the most important thing you can have. Nobody can ever take it away from you. And it's the one thing we're going to make sure you get. If we can't give you anything, it's to get you an education. So my mom would like take time off of work to go meet with our parents, like bully them into putting me into like AP math, even though I had no business being – yeah. Bully the school, sorry, yeah. into putting me into, like, some advanced math class that I had no business being in <laughs> My whatsoever. mom did the same exact thing. And I should have just – I looking back, I should just give her props and gratitude yeah. because she – like, You might not get yourself to the next level, but I'm going to get you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was – when I was in third grade, I think, they were like – these math things don't seem complicated enough. I think she should do fourth grade math. <laughs> no. And I was like, I don't need another reason to be ostracized by these people. Because <laughs> like, I, I, I would have to literally pick up my books and go to another classroom uh, and then come back and they'd be like, oh, so you just real smart at math, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> like, no, my mommy thinks so. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like long term, for sure, it was the best thing for me. Yeah. yeah. I think that, th and then what the reason I feel bad is because the thing that I remember is that I wasn't allowed to do Girl Scouts because they were oh. like, and I wasn't allowed to do sports because they were like, if it's not school, it doesn't count. Oh, and I remember just holding that against them. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not a big deal. I learned. <laughs> and I just spent all my life creating Girl Scouts Club after school every weekend with all my ladies all the time. You had your own Girl Scouts. Yeah. You need them. Yasmin is a natural-born leader. <laughs> She's had a flock of women following around her from the very beginnings of time. I just really enjoy um, feeding people. Amen. <laughs> like having a nice home You're and my kind of friend. bringing people into it. <laughs> so it's a good time. It's a good time. How about you? I was, I guess, I was, I wanted to be an expensive child. Like I would have, <laughs> like I yearned to be an expensive child because I knew I had expensive friends. Mm. So... But I think that the thing that – I think like the both stories and that the thing that was actual, the cost, was my parents' choice. It wasn't like me getting new shoes and new clothes. It was like them realizing that the school system we were in was terrible. And so they drove us very far mm -hmm. to the school that would let us in that was still a public school. And then when elementary school was over and realized that all the middle schools were awful, they paid to have us go to private schools and they scrimped and scraped and – so things that I didn't choose, but I'm really grateful for their choice. Um, but the things that I did choose, my parents were like, oh, yeah, you can have whatever you want if you figure out how to pay for it. <laughs> they like, so they were really free and being like, sure, go offer to mow someone's lawn or go write um, a letter to a friend, to like, you know, to your grandparents and ask them for the help. <laughs> but yeah. they were Here's very empowering. Exactly. <laughs> they were like, you got this. So they were very empowering in that way. But I think the most, I mean, college. My parents paid for my college. 
Um, and they did not have to. And I got into schools that gave me full scholarships, and they didn't make me go. Oh, they let me go to the huge. school I wanted to go to, that's even though huge. it was going to cost them more. And that is like, yeah, that's the biggest expense of my life that right. they afforded me. I mean, it was a very good school. Yeah, it wasn't bad. You know, <laughs> it was. I, I mean, light Harvard's work. okay. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, yeah, I need to never forget that. That was like the realist, yeah. and they. They pay because now Harvard has this thing where, like, you know, they have a, making, if you're not making certain amount, then you don't pay certain. They didn't have that. Right. They paid a lot. We were and, one of the. Well, I think we were like the one of the first years where that number existed, but it was on the. It low was on side, the lower side, and it has increased as as they've caught up to what the real cost of living. Yeah, is. Yeah, that people can make a certain amount and still not be able to afford your fifty five thousand dollar a year. School. <laughs> yeah, like can you imagine? Like, <laughs> surprise, 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 right. surprise! Exactly. It's hell expensive. So exactly. I that. I, that was a huge expense, and yeah. for that, I'm so grateful. Well, <laughs> mm. you were all nice and practicing gratitude, and I was like, y'all made me run 15 years. <laughs> it didn't, but you know what's sad is that it didn't even hit You asked me, I was like, oh, I wasn't expensive, and then I'm like, oh, I was hella expensive. <laughs> what am I saying? I need to call my parents and apologize. Just pay I, them back. And then I became an actor. <laughs> the joking. problem is, no, I should, because joking. I went to that fancy school. And they still don't even bring up to this day that I am an actor who did not need that fancy school. It's not like I used that education to then, I don't know, go save the world. My first memory of Christina is us being in the basement of the library, walking like to the bathrooms together and her being like, I'm going to be an actor. And I was like, wow, that's brave. (laughs) And you were like, what? And I was like, I just, I think I would feel guilty going to Harvard. And I felt no shame. (laughs) (laughs) And my parents knew going in that that was what I was going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like one of those, I was like, I just want to have a liberal arts education to start, (laughs) and then I'll go to conservatory for graduate school. And they were like, sure. That is so (laughs) kind. That's so kind. Yeah, and it was such a privilege that I cannot forget. Yeah. But your parents are lovely. And I'll like be. Them. I'll go on record saying that. And my parents are lovely too. Everybody's lovely. Yeah, all right, lovely. they're all doing the best. Bases are doing the best they can. <laughs> <laughs> Should we dig into some facts a little bit yeah. here? On we're talking again, cost of raising kids. We are all very expensive. Yeah. In 2015, the U.S. Department of Agriculture published a report called "Expenditures on Children by Families." <laughs> so warm. Based on survey data, they say is the most comprehensive source of information on household expenditures available at the national level, uh, which is super dope. We love having data and information. Some of their findings are um, the largest expense of raising a child is housing. It's about a third of the total cost. I think that is one thing that... I was surprised. By. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it didn't even come into my calculations. It doesn't occur to me, right? Even well, as a person with a child in my home, yeah. I think I'm starting to see it with some of my friends who are like moving now because they're having kids and like, well, we have to get get into a good school district. That is real. Yeah. That is that's actually on my mind right now. Yeah, is realizing that the school in my neighborhood where we currently live. Not only will we outgrow our place, we live in a two bedroom, so if we have more children, we will soon outgrow it. But also the school that he could go to for free in our neighborhood is a one out of ten on the scorecard. So oh, that's not a school. That's just that's a holding exactly. facility. And I always think I could work with a four or five. I can be up yeah. there all the time, PTA in it out, like mm-hmm. just be in there. Right. And there is all these statistics about like kids that come from two parent households where both parents are educated in a certain way will do fine mostly wherever, which is sad in and of itself. But I still feel like I can't work with a one. Right. Yeah. Like, right. You need something on your side. I need yeah, a two, a three, three a four, four. But I need a teacher. And so then and then in Los Angeles, moving to a school district or moving to an area where the schools are better than one mm-hmm. is yeah. $1.3 million minimum. Right. And where's that money coming from? <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. Housing is a huge it's part a huge, of it. That it's I number never one. think about. Yeah. But I always think about. Yeah. <laughs> The, the second largest expense for low- and middle-income groups is food. And then the third largest is transportation for the lowest-income group and child care and education for the middle-income group, mm. um, which is also, like, the fact that there are these stratas in that. Yeah, for different income groups. Yeah, that there are things that, like, that the lowest-income group people are literally just thinking about how to feed their children, something mm-hmm. that, like— 
so many of us could take for granted that we're able to do. Absolutely. Um, that I, I take for granted every day. Because you're worried about childcare and yeah. education. I'm like, you oh, have the most baseline. expensive thing is child- because I know I can feed my child. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And that there are so many people who are saying, but no, no, the basic need of feeding them three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. Is a, is a huge expense. Yeah. And they're not people who, it's not like they're not working. No, that's the thing. Yeah. It's not as though, it's people working multiple jobs even. Yeah. Right. Right. And this, they're just not making a living wage. Yeah. And so that, that means childcare is also an issue. It's just not the top issue. Yeah. Because because you have I have to make sure they're fed. Right. Actually, I'm going to reframe that. They're not being paid a living wage. Yeah. Um, for households with gross income below fifty nine thousand, the total cost per child per year is ninety three hundred to ninety nine hundred. That's a lot of and money. And then if you have two, three, four kids, right? For households with gross incomes between fifty nine thousand and one hundred seven thousand. It's a little over twelve thousand to fourteen thousand. Yeah, it's a lot of. It's a lot of money, and also to keep in mind this, uh, this all of these figures depend on the age of the child, and in general, children tend to get costlier as they grow older. With the pinnacle being Christina's parents sending her to Harvard. No, for real. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I think I I haven't also really even started to think about what those numbers will look like as my child gets older. So now I'm like, oh. Because I have the luxury of being home a lot of the time when I'm not working, mm-hmm. that's a child care cost that we keep low. Um, he will then go to preschool, and that's going to get expensive, all those things. But currently, his child care costs are lower. Because I can afford to feed him, that's not the top priority of my mind. And so his main expenses right now are, like, diapers, although he's coming out of them because he's potty training. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, diapers, clothing, and then... We have the luxury of being like, I want to take him to a mommy and me class. And I go to this parenting thing and he can take a music class. And so those are expensive things that we get to choose to pay for. And transportation, sure. And then I I guess I hadn't even factored in that the housing cost that I pay for us is also (laughs) for him. Yes. But as he gets bigger, there's just more to pay for. Yeah. There's so much. School supplies, let alone school tuitions, let alone sports things, and that he will eat more food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His stomach is only growing. It's just going to grow and grow and grow. <laughs> I recently conducted a survey with 3,800 Americans, and we found this is more about like the way that the stress feels. So, those numbers that Dara just read were like the actual breakdown of where all the money is I going. I didn't read those numbers, by the way. Those came out of my brain. I am perfect, and I don't need to read. That's true. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> but this was more about like what do you feel the most stressed about as a parent? Like, what is your visceral just feeling about what causes the most stress? And actually, well, just to back up, childcare expenses cause the most stress for the most people. Mm -hmm. So it caused stress to 65% of the people we surveyed, and it happened more often. So it's a stress that you feel five or more times a year, as opposed to for car and medical expenses. Those are things you feel like a couple or times a couple Mm -hmm. times a year. The things people reported feeling stressed about were 59% stressed about clothing children. They grow so fast. Their Mm -hmm. bodies are changing. They can't just, you know— keep this outfit and have it for a year. And wear it for the rest of the school year. Yeah, yeah it's like you turn around and, like, they're a different size. You can't yeah. have your kids be cartoon characters that wear the one outfit every yeah. day no. for the rest of their lives. <laughs> why, no. why not? And why not? No, you give them a shirt, you feed them a grape, and the shirt doesn't look anymore. <laughs> like, it's just it's too much. A grape. A grape, just a the one. Grape. Yeah. 57% are stressed about feeding their kids. Um, 50% are stressed about missing work to care for their kids. That is the thing that... I am—what happens? Like, if your child yeah. goes to daycare every day, and then they go to daycare, and because they go there, they get sick more often. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to come home with them because they can't go when they're sick. Yeah. What do you do? Like, all of your time off, if you have a job that allows time off, is on the sick—I don't even understand how it happened. What you do you do? Lose people, a lot of people just lose wages. They just lose wages. And if you don't yeah. have a family member or someone you can rely on to take right. care of them— yeah, done. they lose wages, or if it happens too often, you can even lose, lose your job. job. Lose your job. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's up on there. 47% are stressed about school supplies. So that's all those things like tutoring, school events, yearbooks, after-school programs, class rings, school pictures, dances, you know, sports, fees, travel, like all the things. Like you want your child to have more than just like go in and out of school. Yeah. 
And so that really adds up. And then 32% are stressed about childcare, which I think that we all sort of thought would be higher on the yeah, list. Yeah, I did. I think yeah. just personally, as I when I am working, I'm not. That's our highest expense. Um, and so I just assume for families who have two parents working or a single parent working, mm-hmm. that that would be a greater worry. I'd have to look at the data more, but this was done with people all across the country and mm-hmm. with kids of different ages. Yeah. So they might have aged out of childcare, or they might be living in states or in cities where it's more feasible to have single income. So one person staying at mm-hmm. home with the kids. So that could be factoring into that. That makes sense. But yeah, childcare is expensive, and it should be. One of my sisters, um, her job on the side, her side hustle is nannying, and she mm. gets paid a very good amount of money. Yeah, and it and makes sense. She should. Yes. It is a very hard job. It's just taking care of a human life. Yes. yes, yes. The most precious thing in the world to you. You want like a compassionate, present, thoughtful, responsible human, and that costs money. Yeah, and if you're taking care of multiple children, daycare centers, it makes sense that they're expensive. But it is killer cost. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because on the other side of that, it's like it maybe should be even more expensive than it is. But these are roles we've talked before yeah. about types of jobs that are gendered mm-hmm. and roles that women tend to go and well, are like, devalued. Oh, the ladies will do that. No, they, they don't need money. They don't need <laughs> They enjoy it. They're built for it. Yeah. They were made to care for the children. They enjoy it. They enjoy it's it. Really it's what natural. It is. Yeah. It's, it's what it they're is. They're getting paid it's natural. in yeah. dopamine. <laughs> Think. Please. Please. I used to work I can't in... pay my bills in dopamine. No, it's too much. <laughs> I used to work at a. Ch- I used to be an au pair, and I because I'm like you said, I have a lot of siblings, and mm-hmm. so I have like a natural child care. Like I've been holding babies since I was a baby, and all that. So I used to work in a child care place in Costa Mesa where you could bring your child in as early as three months, and some kids were coming in way younger than that. Yeah, and you know we'd have like five babies for each of us, and it's not like we could spend all the time. Like it was just. That's, it was just ugh, it's much. so much. I can't even like, imagine. Every baby needs a person. Yeah. I have one baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like when he was three months old, I felt like I might die. Like I don't. <laughs> I didn't know how I would wash. I didn't know how I would eat my for myself. Right. Let alone like provide food for my body for the baby. I can't imagine caring for five babies at once. They were. And also is, the situation that you have you have to be in where. The baby's only three months old yeah. and you already have to go back to work yeah. and that because you don't have a choice. Your parental leave was either next to nothing or nothing. Or nothing. Or nothing. Right. Yeah. And you're dropping that kid off at 7 a.m. and you're picking them up at 7 p.m. And it's not like you're a terrible person. You're just trying to keep your lights on. Right. Yeah. You're trying to make sure that baby has food to eat and exactly. a place to live. Exactly. You were going to say something else oh, about just, taking care of the babies. I mean, this is kind of a sad thing. But, like, I'm a pretty present person. I love the babies. But there were too many of them per person. Oh, well, Yeah. And those babies were not the most, like, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Yeah. You know, because you need constant stimulation. Like, you need somebody always talking to you, always showing you something, always. And so a lot of times, like, you know, you're with one kid, and that means for a while another kid is not getting talked to or mm-hmm. listened to. And so it was sad because you could – I could see the difference in the kids in this childcare place mm-hmm. compared to kids who I knew who were getting – you know, full family time, multiple people all day long. And it hurts because, like, I'm on the journey of about about to be trying to have a child. <laughs> I'm on <laughs> You're on a path. I'm on a path. I'm on a path of trying to make a human with my body. Amen. And yeah. I'm kind of scared because I'm like, I like having a job, but I also, and I also need to pay the rent, but I'm also very afraid of this thing that we're talking about, which is, like, just getting so stretched. That's yeah. What this cost is like. And in expensive cities like Los Angeles, like Mm -hmm. Oakland, like all of the Bay Area, all of California in reality, the balance of it is so much more difficult and realizing what to do. And I think that's a a large reason why in states like California, people have children – or in larger cities in California, people have children much later when they are more established in their careers and then they feel like they can take more time or they can feel like they can afford it more – and I think that trend is just going to continue. And yeah. and then it becomes more expensive, though, to even not only care for the children, but in a lot of cases to conceive 
And Bert's going to say, that's a large cost. You need science when you wait this long. Yeah, you need some science. And that is a huge cost. Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, We're living unsustainable lives, guys. What are we going to do? I think we need them. <laughs> I feel like we should just all move to, like, Waco, Texas. Let Chip and Joanna, like, get us a oh, house. Oh, yeah. And just Let's all move. Let's be on a commune farm. Come on. Sister wives. I feel like they'll Let's be like, it. you want five bedrooms and a lake? We will get you a house for $100,000. <laughs> and you can have five bedrooms, a lake, the best school district in in Waco. That's what I need in my life. That's what you need. Why am I I drowning? No, you're right. In California. For your dream. For my dream. What's a dream? I like how you said Waco and went straight to Chip and Joanne, who I love. And I was like, calm you. Oh, yeah. You you went to the deeper, darker history of Waco. But also, I will say, in college, I remember a friend of mine, we were watching Sister Wives, the reality show. And we were so prepared to judge this family and just to be like, this is the weirdest shit ever. And we started watching it and we were like... Oh, this is smart as hell. This might be a path. Like, you always have built-in child care. Mm-hmm. You have, like, somebody, another woman in the house who's always on your side. If you not have, for, like, like a the patriarchal to help sexism of it all. Yeah. Right. I could maybe get into it. That's the part that I struggle <laughs> if there was with. a little more balance with the man-to-female yeah. ratio. Yeah. That's these why women, you need a commune. These like, women kind of a whole bunch though. of women and a whole bunch of men who are like all on the same page, Maybe. sharing duties, d- d- making crops. I w- okay, I get what you're farming saying. farming is what we <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Is what we the word call that. Looking for. <laughs> um, but the women chose all the new women who came in, mm-hmm. so they were oh. really in charge. Oh, that's they interesting. The I'm not yeah. saying it was a healthy environment in that sense. But as far as childcare goes, it was good. Okay, all so right, guys. In the absence, in the absence of sister wives and communes and other chip and joy games, yeah, yeah, things that we may not have access to, what can we do? It's time for our action, action. item. Yeah. yeah. You hear that for brattle? Set me up. I know. Oh, you didn't, I really did. You didn't understand like, our wild you didn't gesticulation. Know, like, we were trying <laughs> to like. You didn't set me up well for that at all. I could have come in on my note with my run, but I was not. I didn't even know the lyrics. Each week, we give you a simple thing you can do right away to get better at money. And so this week. Since clothing growing humans is so high on the stress list, our action item is to find a local clothing share in your community. Many of these provide near new clothing that your child can wear for a little while and then pass on to the next kid when they grow out of them. Facebook groups or minicycle.com are good places to start. And also, if you have better ideas out there, shoot them at us. We'll share them with the people. Christina, do you have anything to add on to that action item? Um, I think that I feel really good about that action item because I currently do it myself. I don't have an official mommy share, but my cousin has a three-year-old. I have a two-year-old. Our neighbors have a one-year-old. Those clothes are being passed through the line. Just the cycle. The cycle continues. And I really feel like my cousin who's three got them from a five-year-old that I don't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's amazing. Seriously, it, it has been the best part of all the expenses with childcare because it is the clothing has been free. I had to also let go of my idea of how I would dress my kid. I had this whole like Instagram vision that he would be wearing like all these neutrals and look like like a little baby like a little from like nineteen thirty. Yes, exactly. He's gonna look like a little Kardashian. Um, but instead, he wears a lot of like I don't know things that are branded and say like "Hey, dude," that I'm not super into aesthetically. Uh huh. Um, but I'm happy to have him clothed for free. Right. <laughs> like, or for near free. Right. Um, and I'm also happy to see the next week another little boy wearing the same things. Like, yeah. So it's happy. He wears his clothes for like two and a half days before he outgrows them. <laughs> so it just makes sense for us. That's a good one. Yeah. And obviously that is for uh, the people out there who are taking care of children. Yeah. Um, it's sustainable. Too. Yeah. For those of us who are pre-mommies, maybe. Mm-hmm. Take a look at those statistics. <laughs> I feel like it's super expensive. Having children is very expensive. <laughs> I'm not going to ever not say that. However, I think that there are a lot of people who are in middle-income groups who are spending, who are millennials especially, who are spending money in ways 
that make your life great. Like you buy lattes and you like enjoy evenings out and things like that. And if you want to keep your life just like that, but don't have kids. If you want to have a lot of joy and a lot of like happiness at home, but have fewer lattes and fewer nights out, I think you can make it happen. I think that I know a lot of friends who are like, oh, we're not having kids because it's so expensive. And they have fancy lives. And so, like, you won't, you're right. You can't have you can't, fancy kids. You can't have fancy kids. And I mean, rich people can, but you can't have both usually. Yeah. You can't have the fancy Instagram version of like babyhood that you thought you were going to have. But you can have them in a way that can make sense for your budget and your life. Um, And, like, to keep it real, the longer you wait, the more expensive it gets. So if if you're into it and you feel like you could maybe do it, I say do it. Get on it. Yeah. I think that overall, it's worth it. It is stressful and scary and hard and very expensive. But I'm speaking specifically now to, like, middle and upper income millennials who— buy fancy lattes, but feel like I can't have a baby. Mm. Yeah, it's like, wh- which are you more interested yeah, in? Yeah, like, and the like, what kind of life do you want to have? Like, right. And neither is good or bad. Like, neither is worse than the other. Right. Like, fancy lattes are amazing. Like, <laughs> love a good lavender latte, but I buy much fewer of them. Right. <laughs> that reminds me of a book my husband and I read together called All Joy, No Fun. Like, oh! It was like, Getting into parenthood. Like, yeah. There will be no fun, but there will be a lot of joy. That is exactly it. There's, and it will yeah. be worth it. It'll yeah. be worth it. Just like our next segment, which is It, it was, was worth, worth it. it. It was worth it. It was worth it. You went to church it a little bit. It was worth it. <laughs> okay, Phil, lay that beat in there. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Was worth it is a segment where each of us shares something we spent money on in the past week and we have decided it was worth it. We feel good about it. Duh, what'd you get? I have mentioned on this show I have many ailments, and so I have a lot of accoutrements mm. that are associated with the ailments, and one that is very top of mind right now because I don't have it with me is my foam roller. That foam roller will crack that back right out. Amen. And get the, get all your little knots and things. Um, and I think a lot of people in non-sports life don't foam roll because <laughs> it's definitely something I got from being an athlete. Um, get yourself a foam roller, y'all. They're so good. It's hard and it's painful, but it's a good pain, you know? Mm. It's like, oh, it hurts so yeah. good, and I'm yes. going to be able to walk after this. You got to get on the ground. I have very long hair. Sometimes I accidentally roll my hair. That's the worst. That it hurts. hurts. So it's, and it's not a good hurt. It's no, a bad that's not hurt. the good. That's not that it hurts so good. No. That's the, it hurts so it bad. It hurts so bad. But otherwise, it's so worth it. I love my little foam roller. Hmm. Her name's Daisy. <laughs> Sounds nice. <laughs> Daisy be getting it in. Anyways. That's like a turn. Christina, what was your it was worth it for this week? I upgraded my membership at my fitness studio um, to make myself go more and to feel better. I, when I leave there, I don't feel like I'm getting skinnier or necessary. I mean, maybe fitter. I'm not skinnier. I don't weigh less. I don't, you know, it's not for that. Your arms are super jacked, though. Thank you. I do feel stronger. Yeah. And I feel good when I leave. I think for the first, like, year and a half after having the baby, I was like, working out's not going to make me feel better. It's going to make me feel worse. And it probably would have. But after that stage, (laughs) I realized, oh, it was going to make me feel better. Um, And it cost a lot of money. And upgrading the membership was was not, like, a choice I made lightly. But it is one that I'm very happy about. And I feel stronger and fitter. Although not skinnier, and that is fine. <laughs> that is fine. That is fine. But you have to get stronger as your baby gets bigger, right? Because you're so gonna I can pick him pick up. Pick him up because he's, he's gonna, gonna make you stronger. man. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that that was enough. I was like, oh no, I carry a child. It's fine. But no, this is better. I also, it's nice to be in a room full of adults for an hour and like have a reason to be like, I am leaving the house. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's so a lovely that's one. What I yeah. Self care. What it's about important. you, Yasmin? What's your it was worth it? My it was worth it um, is not nearly. You guys were so healthy and like <laughs> grown up with your it was worth it. So mine is real frivolous. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy those expensive candles because the way that they smell lights up my life. Yeah. 
they just, I, they, I just, I'm all about, like I was saying, I like having people over, I like hosting, and it is a multi-sensory experience. I like making things like color coordinated, and then adding the scent, then adding the food, and it's just ambiance. part of that. Ambiance. Yeah, ambiance. Ambiance. But those candles are so expensive. And then what happens is they burn them down, you still have all the wax at the bottom, and you know that's like $10 worth of wax stuff. <laughs> like, in your head, you're just like, I just, I can't throw this away. <laughs> and so I don't, and usually they're like in pretty cases, too. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, I want to keep that. So what I do is I throw them in the freezer, and then when they're nice and hard, I grab a spoon and I crack out all the rest of the wax. And I ordered on Amazon recently these, it's really cheap, like just a wick, like a fresh wick. This yes. is a game changer. It what? really <laughs> is. Yeah, so you get a new fresh wick, which is like $5 for a pack of like a hundred, yeah, on Amazon. And then what you do is you take that that old wax, you put it in. You have to do like a double boiler thing where you boil water and then you place a bowl of the wax into the boil water so that the water doesn't get in with the wax. So you melt it down. And then you pour it into a nice fresh little container and you have a brand new candle. This just changed my life. I'm so happy. <laughs> I would also <laughs> encourage anyone to look into um, making candles out of Crisco. Whoa, 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 what? Yeah. Shortening? Yeah. You can do it. I, the, there's recipes online. I have done it before. And then you can scent them the way that the you want. The greasiest candles definitely have the strongest scent. Yes. You scent them however Guys, you want. Like... You can put it, you can scoop out an orange and then put it in like half an orange. And then you have like a beautiful orange with like a couple cloves in it and your wig. Oh. It's so, it's so great. It's one of my favorite crafts. I kind of just want a candle podcast. Now. Like, <laughs> Should what? we just do <laughs> candles? I feel like that's the move. Yeah. What? <laughs> These kids. Ugh. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. About candles, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun, yeah. and it's tactile. It is, and you like you. I like stuff that after it's done, you're like, I have done a thing. Industriousness. I like feeling like I made a thing. I, I achieved did a thing. something. Yeah. Especially, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of us do work where the work never ends. Mm-hmm. You're just like working yeah. and working and working. You, and you don't see a thing. thing. Yeah. Right. It's, it's nice so to nice something. to hold something and be like, I did it. It was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> it was. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. That's this our was show. Super fun. Yeah. We've so loved having you. Yeah, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on the television sometimes, occasionally. Where? You can also, uh, I don't know. These shows don't come out till next year. Um, Catch 20s on BET and Insecure on HBO. But also on the Instagram at Christina.Elmore. It's a lovely little Instagram. I mean, it's mostly my child, so if you enjoy (laughs) pictures of cute kids. (laughs) All right, thanks, teens. Thanks for having me. That's our show. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this so that you can get Money Haha in your ear holes every single Tuesday. Next week on Money Haha, we'll be with writer, actor, and improviser Aaron Whitehead to talk about medical expenses. If you like the podcast, show the support, read us, leave us a great review wherever you're listening to this right now. Send us your stories, questions, ideas for future episodes. We especially would love to hear any of those in your own voice. Here's how to do it. First, record a voice memo on your phone. Kick it off by telling us your first name and where you are, or remain anonymous. Then, share your story or question or comment in about 30 seconds or so. Once you're done recording, attach that recording to an email and send that email to hi at moneyhahapod.com. That is H. I at moneyhahapod.com. Follow us, tweet us at moneyhahapod on Twitter and Instagram. Dara is Dara M. Wilson on Twitter, and I'm Yasmin K on Instagram. Money Haha is a production of the Even app. Learn more at even.com. It's hosted by me, Dara M. Wilson. And me, Yasmin Khan. Our executive producer is Jane Lybrock. Our producer is Phil Circus. Our designer is Allison Chan. Our social media manager is Nicole Maltrotti. Our production manager is Adejoka Adegoke. And our theme music is Money by Antique Naked Soul. Until, Until next, next week, week, have a nice life. A nice life. <laughs> <laughs>